What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 36 of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Morrison. I'm joined today by my co-host, Zach Rolf. What's going on today, Zach? Nothing much. How's it going? It's not bad. We are three weeks into our high school season up here, and uh, we've got guys traveling down to Virginia Beach this weekend to wrestle. So, yeah, still a lot of wrestling going on right now. Oh, wait, show. Yeah, man. You know, it's weird not going down to Virginia Beach right now. I mean, usually I'm packing my stuff and getting ready to go down. And, uh, you know, first year in a couple years, I haven't. Last year, or the last time I went down, um, it was a lot of fun. We had a really solid, solid squad. And they, uh, you know, we took top 16. We made it to the, to the championship bracket. And then we lost first round, and then we won our first wrestle back. But they don't let you wrestle back further than that, so... But it was it was a lot of fun, man. We had a we had a blast, and it's definitely the the most fun tournament that we go to. You know, it's between that and Thousand Islands. Thousand Islands is usually a lot of fun too, which we will be at that this year. So I can't wait for that. Yeah, the Thousand Islands is a good one because obviously it's in our backyard. It's I mean, anything within forty minutes up here is you know a short drive. Uh, so it's like a thirty-five minute drive, thirty-minute drive, and uh, even though we're close, we get to camp out, have a good time, sit by the fire. And, uh, yeah, Thousand Islands is a great place to be. And I, I'm pumped for Pat Connors to uh, be hosting it again this year because kind of missed it last year with COVID. So. You know what I really like that I thought was really neat? Usually he doesn't let graduated seniors compete. Mm-hmm. Um, this year he changed that rule to allow anybody who, you know, kind of missed out on their last chance last year to compete there so that we can, you, you know, make it up for them and they can now get their chance to compete at – you know, thousand islands once again. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, I haven't really looked into too much of that this year. I know we always bring our mats there, and uh, you know, I just make a huge weekend out of it. And it's usually a really good event. I mean, obviously, there's like 40 high school teams, 20 uh, junior high teams, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, another good news. Hopefully, cross your fingers. Might be back on video. Working on it. We're gonna today. Today is the first test run once again. See if we can keep my laptop working. Fortunately, it sounds like it's working a little OT right now. So you know, hopefully y'all can't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're good on my end. All right. So big weekend of wrestling, dude. Yeah. Holy crap. Super busy. U23s, NHSCAs, uh, Pan Ams. Dude, it's unreal. We're not going to get to everything, unfortunately, but just know America's going to kick ass over at Pan Ams, as we always do. Um, no Cuba, fun fact. Cuba did not send a squad over to Pan Ams, which is weird because if you don't compete at Pan Ams, you can't send a representative to Worlds. So I don't think they will be at 2021 World Championships. Which... I mean, obviously, they're, they're studs, they're, right? They're top tier. Obviously, you're going to be at the Olympics. They, did I see, like, Willie, or who did I see that, like, Cuba's got, like, almost the most guys going to the Olympics for, like, men's freestyle, maybe men's I Greco. think they're one of the only teams that com- that qualified all eight. I can fact check that, but. Yeah, I saw it, I don't know, three weeks ago, or right after the trials, I think it was. But, yeah, it's impressive for them. Especially considering the resources they have. Yeah, and one of their best guys is wrestling for Italia. Cuba is the only country to qualify all six weights. Wow, yeah, that's impressive. Oh, sorry, and Greco-Roman. Okay, that's that's probably what it was then. I mean, it was was one of those countries for, um, and I don't know what style it was. I just saw it on Twitter, and either way, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean... We we didn't qualify six weights in freestyle, so and we won the world championship in twenty seventeen. I mean, what? It's not easy to qualify for the Olympics. No. No. So, let's move into our U twenty three world team trials. Man, I love world team trials. I don't care what level it is: cadets, juniors, U twenty three, seniors, masters, veterans. I don't. It's dude. World team trials so much fun. They bring out the best, the best competition, and U twenty threes this year is no different. Um, I'm gonna start right off at fifty seven kilograms. We got NCAA finalist Brandon Courtney, Taylor Lamont, 
Patrick Glory out of Princeton, who we haven't seen in a while because, you know, Ivy League shut down. Uh, Patrick McKee, who we just saw go on a crazy run on the backside of NCAAs to take third. Matthew Ramos, Cadet World Champion. Um, and that, I mean, that kind of rounds out the contenders, in my opinion, um, out of those of those five guys. Um, personally, I got I got to go with Pat Glory. I know we just saw Brandon Courtney make the NCAA finals, but I think a lot of people thought, you know, you add in Vito or Pat Glory, and either one of those guys are in the finals opposite Spencer, and without two without an ACL, maybe even knocking them off. So I, I'm going to stick to that opinion that Patrick Glory is the best guy in this weight. Yeah, I agree as well. I mean, obviously he's gonna he's gonna have something to prove, right? He hasn't wrestled this past season, and I honestly thought going into the year, if, if Ivy Leagues were competing, I mean, maybe besides Vito, obviously, he's the guy there that's in the finals on the final stage with Spencer Lee. Um, but so with that being said, I do have Brand, uh, Patrick Glory. <clears throat> I think he, I mean, Lamont's obviously a good, you know, freestyle Greco guy. Um, but yeah, Brandon Courtney's pretty tough too. But yeah, I'm going with Pat Glory at this weight. Yeah, you know, the one person that i'm actually really excited to see how he does here is patrick mckee i mean we see we see mitch mckee and his crazy head pinch and, and freestyle and and all those minnesota storm guys are so good if at the olympic olympic um styles so i would not be surprised to see patrick mckee's make us sound really dumb right now but yeah. i'm gonna go pat glory and honestly i'm taking lamont in the finals over courtney too so yeah uh so i mean with that being said with you talking about McKee, I was going to say if, if he had a head pinch like his brother, I mean, he's, he's in every match that he's in. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know where everybody's going to play out on the bracket, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's glory and Courtney in the finals. Moving up 61 kilos. This way is a ton, a ton of fun. There is Michael D'Augustino out of Northwestern, Sammy Alvarez. This was insane to see because he just missed 133 at big tens. Now he's wrestling, I think it's like 134 and a quarter, something like that. But he was talking about going up to 41 for this season and Seabass coming down to 33. So to see him try to make 61 kilos is, I don't, I don't really understand that. But um, moving on, we also got Dylan Raggison, who was in the finals of Senior Nationals back in October. He ended up losing to Vito there. Jesse Mendez, the number one in my opinion, number one pound-for-pound guy in the country in high school. Um, technically, it's Patty Gallagher at the moment, but we just saw Jesse Mendez take the junior world spot, and, uh, man, I might be picking him. I'm not sure yet. I'm still thinking. Jamie Hernandez, we saw him a couple years ago BRBY at the junior trials. Uh, Mikhail? Mikhail, I think it is, right? Or is it Michael? I think it's Mikel. I mean, I think it's pronounced Mikel, even though it's spelled out Michael. Yeah, so Mikel McGee, uh, he competed for Arizona State this year, I believe. Yep. Um, American, I believe. I could be wrong. Was it? But I think he was another one of the lightweights that Arizona State had as an American. But Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, and then the last guy on my on my list is Michael Kolioko. Um, he wrestles for UPenn. He obviously did not get a chance to compete this year due to Ivy's being out. So we haven't seen him in a while. Uh, he would have been right there at the NCAAs competing for All-American. Um, and actually, I do have one more. Carter Young, He we just saw him in the finals of juniors as well. He actually lost to Jesse Mendez in the, in the best two out of three to make the spot at juniors. So, yeah, what, do you, what are you thinking here? I'm going with the guy that I share a name with, and that's Dylan Raguson. So, I, obviously, I can't take away what I saw last October. Um, of course, in the, the folk style season at Michigan, he didn't have – I mean, he, he came out with a bang, but he didn't have the season, I guess, some people thought, just based on last October's performance. But, uh, you know, I think he's I think he's going to come into this tournament and, and win it. So, Am I insane for thinking Jesse Mendez can win this tournament? You are not. He's here, he's here to take, like, all the world uh, spots from everybody. So. Dude, he's so good. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, I'm going. I'm going Jesse Mendez. The high, I think he's a junior in high school right now. I, I'm. I'm taking Jesse to win to win this U23 spot. I just. I, I like the kid. I like watching him wrestle. He's. He's a monster, man. Yeah, he's tough. Moving up, 65. Now, this one's a shorter list of contenders. Um, you know, Dom Demas, Chad Red, 
That's probably your top two. I could see Josh Saunders kind of taking one of those guys out with his freestyle savvy. Um, we've also seen him have some pretty inconsistent uh, showings, including out at juniors. He didn't have a great showing. Um, but he did avenge a loss at the last chance, senior last Olympic trial last chance, where he avenged a loss to um, Shane Van Ness. He, I believe, made it into the top six of last chance. But, I mean, obviously it doesn't mean a whole ton once you uh, – lose there yeah i i'm gonna i mean obviously Moshe Schwartz. he's a he's a troy nickerson's guy uh he's he's a he's a stud i wouldn't take i think i'm gonna go with demas and schwartz in the finals to be honest with you i might be crazy i mean demas really we just saw him in the finals with uh jaden ironman now we saw chad red get banged up at ncaa's so hopefully he's coming out here healthy and if we get healthy cj red Give me, give me Chad Red all day. Yeah, Chad Red's explosive. He's fun to watch. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised for that if we go with that. Dom Demas is just—he's one of those big move kind of guys. And training at the Oklahoma Regional Training Center, um, Coach Roselli's—he's obviously a pretty sound freestyle mind. Um, you know, and I might be going most towards more based on his Greco performances. Obviously, he's—he's he's more of a Greco guy than he is freestyle guy. Um, so yeah. I might—I might be getting carried away. Just you know. With that um, being said, but but yeah, I'm definitely sticking with Demas as the uh, front runner in this weight class. Yeah, I just think we've seen. I think Chad Red has seen Dom Demas. He knows what he's got. You know, a couple of years ago, we saw Dom Demas kind of come out of nowhere, and you know, he he beat Nick Lee at NCAA's. He gave Yanni a pretty tough match. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that we didn't know what he had. We didn't know how crazy of a wrestler he could be. Almost like that Cade Brock situation, right? I mean, when Cade Brock came on the scene, he was electric. He was doing the inside trips and the duck unders and the headlocks. And True. he was looking a lot of fun. And then people kind of figured that out and knew what to stay away from. So that's kind of my my thought process here. I think Chad Red's going to know what Dom Demas has is, and uh, kind of stay out of his wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of like Ian Parker did, you know. That was... Right. All right. Moving up 70 kilos. It's another... Look... Can somebody tell Ridge Lovett it's okay to lose a couple pounds to, to wrestle in a wrestling tournament? Yeah, he There's no way he's walking around 154 pounds. No. He's tiny. Yeah, this is the guy that wrestled 141 in the – or uh, yeah, 149 in the high school, or college season, excuse me. And he made 41. He made 141 a couple times. You're right. Yeah, he decided to go up. Yeah, yeah. I mean – and then he comes out and he, take, he, he takes second at Big Tens and – Beats Max Mirren, who was a two seed, and just he has a crazy tournament. Right. You know, but getting but getting into the competitors here at 70 kilos, uh, Yaya Thomas, third in the NCAAs. Brock Mahler, I think previous fourth in the NCAAs. Ja'Cory Teamer, we just saw take fourth in NCAAs. He lost. He had a crazy win over Hayden Hiley in the constant semis. Um Anthony Ardalone is a name to keep an eye on coming into this weekend. Brayton Lee, we've seen make multiple world teams. He beat he beat um, Sammy Sasso a couple years ago to make a junior team. Um, and then we already talked about Ridge Lovitz also in this bracket. I, I got to be a homer though. I got I got to go with I got to go with uh, Jacory Jacory here to make the team. But man, Brayton Lee, Yaya Thomas, Brock Mahler, uh, any of those guys could win this. Yeah, I mean we see Brayton Lee and Team Russell a lot, especially in the folk style. Um, I really like Jacory's style and obviously where he's at, Sunkiss Kids, he's he's got some great training partners. Um and I think I think uh, his freestyle his freestyle game's pretty good. So yeah, I'm obviously gonna be a homer as well and pick L forty. So Yeah. I got you, you know, it, it, it's not out of the out of the realm of possibility. Jacory Jacory made a cadet cadet team a couple of year, uh, a few years ago where he, he text smashed Sammy Sasso twice in a row to make uh to make a cadet team. That's so true. It's not surprising. I mean, Ridge Lovett also was actually Ridge Lovett was on that team with Jacory, uh, so he's been uh, he's been on there a couple of times. But that was that was in Greco. So, all right, moving up, seventy four kilograms. We got Jared Jackius out of Missouri, Julian Ramirez out of Cornell, Quincy Monday out of Princeton, Peyton Robb out of Nebraska, and Danny Bronigle out of Illinois. Um, We've seen a couple of these guys this year, but the two of them we haven't seen at all. But we've seen them wrestle each other. Julian Ramirez, Quincy Monday, both had to sit out due to being Ivies. They got a few matches to, against each other in freestyle, and Julian teched him in about 
48 seconds or something like that. Julian did, went to work. So we also saw Julian at Juniors a few weeks ago give um, Keegan O'Toole a really good match. He ended up taking fourth in that in that bracket, also losing to um, Alec Facundo. But I'm going to go with Julian. Yeah. I, I mean, I could see Jack Hughes giving him a problem. I could see Barnacle giving him an issue. Barnacle's really tough, too. But, man, Julian's been in the streets, even though he hasn't been in the streets. You know what I mean? He's been competing everywhere, and he's been wrestling freestyle for the last year and a half. So uh, give me Julian over there, all these guys. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, a few of those times where, uh, you know, Cornell, not for Cornell, but the Spartan Combat guys um, were traveling and doing stuff, they were wrestling in freestyle matches. Whereas, you know, Bronigal and a few of these other guys that were in the, the college scene still, they were not wrestling or they were wrestling folk style. So, yeah, Julian Ramirez, I think he's the front runner as well. Um, and again, he's another guy that he's got a few good guys in the room, you know, Kyle Dake being one of them. And, uh, you know, the king of 74 kilos, the king of 74 kilos. And uh, he's, he's going to pass that down to Julian in a few years. But, yeah, I am uh, going with Julian as well. All right. Moving up 79 kilos. Now, there's a couple guys I'm seeing here that that can compete, I think. But really, I, I'm kind of narrowing it down to four of them. Uh, Mikey Labriola out of Nebraska. We've seen what he can do. He's super dangerous. He's beating a lot of tough guys. He's a little inconsistent occasionally, but um, if he's on his game, he's, he's, all, he's there. Uh, he gave, was it Kemmerer? He wrestled at the Big Tens. Kemler, that yeah. was, uh, I feel like it was an overtime match, right? Or 3-2 or, or something like that. Yeah, it was three, I, I want to say it was 3-2. Yeah. He, he gave Michael Kemmer a crazy good match. Donnell Washington, we saw defeat Carter Sirachi this year. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously he's right there. Ant-Man, Anthony Mantanona, he's tough. Patrick Kennedy, he was a backup this year to Alex Marinelli um, out of Iowa. So, you know, he he was the number number one guy coming out of high school at his weight class. How do I don't know? I I feel like I got to go with Mikey Labriola. I'm yeah. I mean, Labriola is obviously uh, yeah, obviously uh, Labriola is the more credentialed guy in this weight class. I'm uh, I'm excited to watch Kennedy wrestle. Obviously, he's a Hawkeye Wrestling Club guy. Um, he's been in the room with Marinelli. He's been in the room with all you know Michael Kemmer. Um, and we don't see a lot of Iowa guys competing. You know, in the freestyle circuit. Um, too much, but uh, I don't think he's ready to uh, compete with Labriola. Um, but yeah, well, Labriola is probably the guy I would choose. I gotta correct myself. Patrick Kennedy was actually the backup to Michael Kemmer, and Labriola has actually wrestled Patrick Kennedy in his in his debut, his Iowa wrestling debut this year. Seven four. Yep. So Labriola actually beat him. Labriola also beat Washington twice this year. Uh, at, throughout the NCAA season, so I mean it's 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 Labriola. Yeah, Labriola um, lost to Carter Stracci, uh three to one sudden victory, so he, he didn't wrestle um, Labriola or he didn't wrestle Kemmer, excuse me. Right. It's all, good. all right. So moving up, eighty six kilos. Now this is going to be a weight where we we learn some names. All right, we might know their names, but if you if you don't follow as close as maybe we do, you might not know all their names. Um, John Poznanski, we just saw have a really good run at NCAA's. He took fourth. I believe he lost first round and wrestled all the way back. I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe he lost in the quarters. I know he went to – he ended up losing in third place to um, Northern Iowa, Kekheisen. Kekheisen, yeah. Yep. Uh, then you also got Travis Stefanik out of Princeton. And the, you know, heir apparent to Max Dean, Christopher Foka. Out of Spartan Combat RTC, aka Cornell. Man, everybody's gonna look at John Poznanski as a NCAA All American and say, "Man, none of these other guys have done that." But give me Chris Foka. Yes, yeah, I might be a homer, but who, who he's gonna win Foka? over Max Dean. Exactly. I was gonna say, who did Chris Foka beat before uh, the guy left campus? Uh, Max yeah. Dean. So that's an NCAA finalist. Yeah, um, with a win over Miles Martin. True. Yeah, yeah it's it, very true. I, I will I mean, say though, I'm not, I'm not counting Poznanski out. I mean, he's yeah. an NCAA American. He's, yeah. he's gonna be right there. Stefanik's really tough too. Yeah, absolutely. He's got, he's got wins over Nelson Brands, and uh, another guy in the bracket, Max Lyon, who 
who has wins over Rocky Jordan this year. Um, also lost Rocky Jordan, but he has a win. Max Lyon also beat Nelson Brands. So just just keep keep an eye on a couple of these guys' names. Stefanik, you're gonna you might learn about. Foka, you're definitely gonna learn about this weekend if you don't already know. Um, but yeah, yeah, Chris Foka, I'm gonna go with him as well. Uh, he's you know with him and Julian Ramirez, they're two of the you know the young bucks that are coming up through Cornell's um, lineup and. Uh, I hope that they uh, have the season that we're all expecting them to have this, this year with, you know, especially the stuff that's going on in the last week. So hoping for the best. Yeah. Moving up 92 kilos. This actually surprised me. I didn't expect to see this many names that I'm like, Oh man. Oh, Oh, that's gonna be fun. That's going to be fun. Nino Bonacorsi NCAA finalist lost to AJ Ferrari in the NCAA finals. Rocky Elam. He was fifth at NCAAs, I believe. Um, he beat, he also, I believe, tech Max, tech Max Dean at Senior Nationals uh, a couple back in October. Ben Darmstadt, who we have not seen in, I don't even know how long. Jacob Woodley out of Oklahoma and Cam Caffey out of Michigan State, a.k.a. the Fro. Fro. Dude, I don't even know. What, what do you, what are you thinking? Well, yeah, so Ben Darmstadt, so a few of those, um, there was a, actually a card he was supposed to be on, and I think John Lowe took his place. Who was, who's that he wrestled? Because I think Lowe got, like, launched. Wasn't it? Um, no, I was thinking of, it was Bo, but I don't think it was Bo. No, it, it, but it was on us, uh, the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club card, yeah. Rockfin. And then he also was not, I don't think he competed at the one that Jimmy was at, right, when they wrestled down in North Carolina. I didn't see him. I don't think he did. So obviously we haven't seen Cornell guys in a while, but he's another guy that we just haven't seen even longer than that, because I think he might've been dealing with an injury. Um, he's got, he's got pretty significant back problems. So yeah, well, when you're six foot seven, that's, that happens. That's fair. <laughs> six um, yeah, foot but, seven and you're standing in a wrestling stance forever. True. Yeah. So Ben Darmstadt, I mean, obviously I think we might've seen him in the NCAA finals, but a lot of people were thinking, you know, he, he could have been another, um, NCAA finalists, you know, back to back with Dean this year. Obviously, Bonacorsi was in the finals. Um, it's kind of a weird stylistic matchup, but that's to be weird, man. I mean, yeah. Bonacorsi, shoot, 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 shoot. Yeah, Armstead's like, please shoot, please. I beg you. You know what? I think I might just go with Rocky Elam. Um, you know, that's on, not a bad pick. He's good, man. Yeah, I mean, based on Darmstadt, um, we haven't seen him in a while, but hopefully he comes out guns blazing. Yeah. Jake Woodley was in NCAA semifinals this year, so I mean, th this is going to be fun. I mean, Cam Caffey made a Big Ten final uh, two years ago. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Nino Benacorsi. I think I gotta I gotta favor the offensive guy, especially in freestyle, because you would never know what's gonna happen. So, yeah, I'm going I'm going Nino. I got a quick question. Luke Stout, New Jersey RTC. Is that Scarlet Knight? Is that is no, it, it's Princeton. So Scarlet Knight is now its own thing. They're not oh, right. Okay. Yeah, New Jersey RTC is no longer a part of Scarlet Knight. Actually, they just announced that NJRTC is combining with NYCRTC. So you're gonna see some more some more collabs with those guys between. Um, I'm blanking. Kendall Cross. Kendall Cross. There we go. I almost said Kendall Coleman. I'm like, no, that's not right. Kendall Cross. He's the coach at. Uh, NYCRTC, also Valentin Kalika, who True. coached uh, Helen Maroulis for her Aaron Olympic Pico, title. Back when he wrestled. But. Yep, and Aaron Pico as well. So that's going to be a lot of good wrestling. Oh, also news, uh, getting sidetracked on a tangent, but Jaden Cox, the NJRTC, that's going to be weird. Yep. We can get into that later. Yep, we will. Not much to talk about at 97 kilograms, though. No, uh, I mean. ILO, Brandon Whitman, and Gavin Hoffman. Um, obviously I, if I were going to choose somebody, that'd be J.I.L.O. just because he obviously had a pretty good folk style season. Yeah. I'm, I gotta go with J.I.L.O. as well. Um, I can see Gavin Hoffman giving him a run here. I think Hoffman has a, has a good shot. He's a good, good style for, for freestyle, but yeah, it's, it's J.I.L.O. Yep. Moving up heavyweight, man. Like how often is it that we look at weight class and say heavyweight is going to be one of the best. Yeah, and we've done it all year, all year. Heavyweight's been crazy. 
Anthony Cassiope, Jordan Wood, Zach Elam, Luke Luffman, Lewis Fernandez, Lucas Davidson at heavyweight, Zachary Knight and Ward out of Hofstra. Man, that's fun. But at the end of the day, I think there's a pretty heavy favorite. Yeah, big cast. Big cast out of Iowa. Yeah. Good luck pushing him out of bounds. Yeah, right. I mean, Lewis Fernandez is obviously another another guy in the Spartan Combat RTC that we're talking about. You know, they're, they're kind of like the big three that haven't seen um, an NCAA season yet as far as, you know, the eligibility-wise. But um, here we go. Uh, he's obviously had some success in, in his red shirt, freshman, gray shirt, whatever year that was. Um, you know, he, he, he might surprise some people at this tournament. I'm not going to lie. I hope so. I mean, I'd like to see it. We Cornell needs that. We've talked about it a couple times on the show already, but Cornell needs that heavyweight All-American, so I hope so. Um, I still can't get over Lucas Davidson wrestling heavyweight. He, I know he wrestled heavyweight at juniors. He didn't do too well. He took seventh at the junior level, so I, I can't imagine. Which, I mean, depending on the weight class, juniors is tougher, but I can't imagine that that gets much better here. So Yeah, I'm uh, going to stick with Cassiope in this one. Yeah, I got big cast over Jordan Wood. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that about that about covers U twenty threes. You know, that's kind of more of a blitz through it. it. Didn't really take too much time, but you know, it starts tomorrow. Yep. Please watch. I think we're going through the quarters tomorrow. And then semis finals are on Saturday. Awesome. Um let's uh get into a little bit of the New York high school scene. How about Dude. New York's on a really good at a really good point right now in my opinion. Yeah. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine guys ranked in the top two hundred of the class of twenty twenty two big board. I was really hoping Willie would get the twenty three big board out as well, because I think we're gonna have a pretty good amount of guys there too. Um but starting us off, I'll kind of list them off real quick, we kinda of talk about each guy. We got Troy Spratley. Now he technically wrestles out of Texas now. Uh, he did the whole youth circuit through New York. He ended up going to SEM, I believe, for yep, a year, right? Yep. He ended up going to SEM for a year, and then he went out to Oklahoma. Now he's out in Texas. He's kind of moving all over the place, but he's clearly very good. He made the final Super 32 this past season. He's a, uh, well, he, you know, during COVID, like a lot of things were shut down, but like once things started opening back up, uh, Guerrero, you know, he has his club out in um, Oklahoma, and Spratly is kind of one of his, you know, top guys. I, I think there. So you know, Thomas Gilman came in. You saw videos of Spratly wrestling with him, yeah. Uh, with Vito and Zane Richards and a few other guys. So that was kind of cool to have a you know high school kid experience that kind of stuff. Um, he is at he's committed to Minnesota, so he'll he'll be part of the Minnesota recruiting class. Um, number thirty one. Now th- there's a little. Uh, conf- skepticism, I guess, over uh, Jaden Scott at 31. I-, I like the spot. I think he's one of the best guys in the state. I know his state tournaments haven't really shown that, given... I- I- okay, he's a two-time state finalist, right? Or is he three? He might be a three-time state finalist. Um, but he doesn't have the accolades of maybe uh, you know Carter, who was a state ch- two-time state champion. Jordan Soriano is a state champion. Um, I mean, Nick Faye's been a prep national American multiple times. Cole Mulhauser has been all over the country, but you know he's 31 in the country and in, in, in the in the class of 22, and I think it's well deserved. I mean, he's a he's a super 32 All American. He lost to a couple of guys who were top five in the in uh, in the country. So and he and he beat a ton of good guys. He had. He had a crazy run at Super Thirty Two. If you don't, if you don't know, or haven't watched his his run down there, go back and watch because it was unreal. Yeah, I remember uh, the run that he did have, and and kind of talking about obviously the the talk that was he too high or was obviously um, thirty one out of two hundred. I mean, he's he's a stud, right? But some of it is obviously he had a good run at Super Thirty Two, and we haven't seen him in a while, right? He hasn't been in the streets. Um, maybe if it was in the streets, maybe he would have took a loss here. Maybe he would have took a loss there. Um, obviously that might affect, you know, where he sits um, on the big board. And I think Willie just kind of obviously didn't know. Cause right. I think in the, the national rankings, he still had him at like what? 138. Yeah. He was fifth at 138. And then 
this week in the updated rankings, he moved him up to 152, and now he's 19th in the country. Yeah, so obviously, you know, not seeing him in a while. Um, I, it, obviously, we'd, we'd like to see him wrestle this week in NHSEAs. A lot of guys that are on the uh, big big board and even the guys that are ranked nationally in the country that aren't in class 2022 are uh, competing this weekend down in Virginia Beach. So, Yeah, so moving, moving on from Jaden – um, well, actually, one more thing. When you're when you're looking at the class 22 or, the, or any class big board, right? A lot of times, it's not just the results because it's kind of your overall look as a recruit, not so much just your wins and losses. So your characters involved. You know, if if maybe if somebody knows that you're really smart, you know, you're going to do well academically. You might be a little higher on the on the board or. Or maybe they just think your potential is higher. Maybe you haven't competed your entire life, you know, like like Jaden Scott. You know, he's going to get to a college Division One program and and do this because he hasn't done all year all all year long wrestling. So he's going to get some coaches all year round and really take a big jump, in my opinion, and obviously in in Willie's opinion as well. Yeah. So moving on at number eighty two, Cole Mohauser. I mean, go ahead, take it away with Cole. Yeah, so Cole uh, out of Section Three, uh, Central Square, he's a kid that I've grown like he, I've seen him grow up from seventh grade. I think him and uh, Carter Bear were they wrestled actually Virginia Beach Nationals um, middle school, and they were what ninety six and one hundred three or something like that. And and even before that, just they, they might have been ninety pounders. And now here is Cole walking around one eighty two. He's committed to Princeton um, to, to the process, anyways. Um, of course, Ivy League. Uh, yeah, the class of 2022, the uh, they haven't re- COVID's kind of screwed them out of the recruitment process and whatnot. But uh, I know in the next few days, I'm sure he's going to go down there for an actual official official visit um, after June first strikes. But uh, Cole's a great kid. Um, he cut the mullet that he was rocking for the most of the year. Uh, but yeah, he's he's a beast. He's gonna he's gonna do good things for Princeton if if uh, that's where he ends up. Yeah. So. Next guy up, 113, number 113, Jackson Polo. Now, I've become a huge fan of this kid. Uh, I actually didn't know a ton about him before the state tournament. And, you know, we had talked about this a little bit. I texted you when the brackets got changed, you know, got super excited about where Levy was in the bracket. You instantly said, Jackson Polo is really good, man. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. But man, was I, you know, I, I learned a lot. Even even in that loss, even in that loss to Levy, I was like, man, this kid's good. He stays in good position. He takes a ton of shots. He's really offensive and he's, you know, he's a, he's a killer. And he showed it. We just watched, we talked about it last week. He's running Northeast Regionals. Um, you know, I think this ranking has a lot to do with that cuz this came out right after Northeast Regionals and he went on a crazy run. So Hopefully, if he gets can show a little more consistency uh, going forward, maybe we'll see him climb this this ranking a little bit. But uh, he has been taking out taken out of the individual weight rankings. I think that's a do like we talked about with the the wrangle and the mania event that I don't think Willie knew about at the time. But you know, I, I he's on the radar. You know, I I, I hope to see him go somewhere tough because he I think he he has a ton of potential. Yeah, I think uh, Willie needs us to be the New York insiders or something like that. You know, we got a little bit of the uh, New York touch. Obviously, we knew Jaden Scott and the Cooper Cropman and Sanko wrestled uh, in the high school season. And obviously, New York's high school season was so kind of shoddy um, that he didn't know some of those stuff. But we could definitely be the uh, the eyes and ears of New York. So, moving up. Right, you want to go, go on? No, go ahead. You can uh, start us out with Nikki Fay. Yeah, so one number one twenty six, Nikki Fay. Uh, he wrestles for Sam. He did the youth circuit, and everything. He grew up up in New York. Um, I remember watching some crazy matches between him and and Steve-O going through the youth circuit. I remember my first ever Nyway tournament. They wrestled in the finals, and it was like people are watching the New York State Finals high school tournament and. Everybody, I mean, it's almost like the tournament stopped just to go over and watch these two scrap in, in the in the youth state finals. It was insane, but uh, he's a prep national American. He's, I believe, he plays a super thirty second this year. Yeah, lost the Bafiatas. Yep. Um, he's a guy that where I think it was maybe two months ago, maybe three. Um, 
it was probably three months ago. We went down to Syracuse, just north of Syracuse in Phoenix, where Gene Mills has a uh, little wrestling club, you know, pin to win combat. He was down there, and a few other college guys were, uh, or former college guys rather. But uh, we we went down with Bear, and uh, we got the they drilled and stuff together. And yeah, no, he, he definitely still you know stands for he's a se- former Section Nine guy. He would have wrestled that uh, Gosh Goshen. Um, but yeah, he's a stud. I'm excited to see where he'll end up. Yeah, so moving on, number 139. I think, again, I think his his performance at Northeast Regionals kind of opened the eyes of a couple of a bunch of people. He got on this big board, Jordan Soriano out of Section 8. He won a state title. Yep. He went to Northeast Regionals. He knocked off the number 9 guy in the country, Braden Chelstos. And bang, here he is. I mean... He's another guy I didn't know a ton about before states. I had I had a chance to watch him there, and he's a he's a he's just a great wrestler. He stays in great position. He he hand fights like a monster, and he's got yeah, man. I'm excited to see where he goes. I think he's gonna be one of those diamond in the rough kind of guys, almost like an NC State kind of guy. You know, they always find those guys who who people don't really know about, and they turn him into a monster. And I think that's I think that's gonna be him. I really do. I think he's going to be one of those guys that nobody knows about and then comes out and he's an All-American. He's competing for national titles. Yeah, he's another one of those uh, Section 8 guys, D2 guys. Obviously, I follow D2 a little bit more uh, with Governor and in Canton both being a D2. Uh, so, yeah, I've seen him throughout the ranks. I think Carter Bear and him wrestled maybe their 7th or 8th grade year at like 99 or 106. So, yes, yeah, Soriano's a stud and uh, he'll do great things in college as well. Pretty sure he's a smart, smart kid too. Yeah, go ahead. Take it away with Carter. Yeah, so uh, 143, we got Carter Bear, Section 10. Um, obviously, I know Carter since he could walk, before he could walk. Um, he's he's going to be a a good uh, good wrestler, I think, to have. He's another diamond in the rough, right? His true potential, he has definitely not reached his true potential, but he's another kid that stays in good position. He's a grinder. He goes, goes, goes. He's works the hardest in the, uh, the practice room, right? Even when he's a seventh grader, he would, you know, like work so hard where he was just like outworking the seniors and, and whatnot. And, uh, it definitely, you know, it shows and, uh, he's a two-time state champ. I do think maybe his, his, uh, tournament at Northeast regionals, um, kind of maybe could have dropped him down. I don't, I don't know if Willie noticed that or not, but um, well, I don't, I don't know how much you drop him. Right? I mean, he lost Eric Gibson, who's already a top 10 guy in the country. Right. It's not like he went out and lost to some nobody. It would have been nice for him to obviously wrestle back if he was healthier, feeling better. Um, but it is what it is. But, yeah, so I'm excited to see him wrestle this weekend at NHSEAs. Obviously, talking about all these guys, we've only got two committed guys, and all these other guys aren't committed. And in four days, you know, D1 college coaches can make those official visits. And I do know uh, New York College that is going to be visiting Carter Bear. So I'm excited. All right. Um, so we got two more guys left, both out of section five at 151, Rocco Camelci. We had talked about him a ton on the show. One of the guys were like, Man, I can't believe this guy hasn't won a state title yet. And here we are still, like, I can't believe this guy hasn't won a state title yet. Um, he's out of Hilton, he trains out of the garage. Uh, he is man, he's so good. Uh, he just finished second at Northeast Regionals, or maybe third. Top three for sure. Um I believe he was in the finals. Yeah, I think he lost to Griffith Griffin. Um, but yeah, he's yeah, a he's, one. Yeah. man. I, we've said enough good things about this guy. Everybody knows who he is if you've listened to the show. He's a monster. Um, then you got Nick Sanko out of Pittsburgh at 180 out of 200. Which you know, this is one of the guys that um, when I was looking up his his results, it was almost shocking to me that. He's placed fourth and I believe fifth in the state. You know, I, I I look at Nick Sanko and I'm like, man, that kid, that kid's a state champ, that kid's a state finalist. He's competing for national, you know, recognition all the time. And obviously he's getting national recognition. He's on the top two hundred in the country. Um he has a win we talked about over Cooper Crobman. Um but yeah, go ahead. Last year, uh last year Eastern States on the front side, he beat Cole Mulhauser, and this is what 152, 145, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, so if 145, it, it 
Mulhauser is 82 pounder now, but this is kind of funny to, to think about. So he wrestled Cole, beat him on the front side, and then on the back side, Cole had a huge win. And Cole, I think, rattled off a few wins. And I don't know if he beat him for third or beat him for fifth or, or what it was. Maybe it was in the county semis or quarters, but he uh, he beat him up in the backside. And then at States, I think he decked him. I think he pinned Sanko. But, yeah, uh, he pinned him for third. It, it was big because obviously we all knew Sanko, it was a stud, right? And they, they all traveled together on the same club teams in the offseason and whatnot. And uh, he's a really good kid as well. And, yeah, I'm excited to see the, his potential. Yeah. So, like we were saying, obviously it's only Spratly and Mulhauser committed. So, all these other guys are looking for coaches. So, I, I'm sure there's some coaches listening to this that are looking for some recruits. Uh, but there's a couple other guys I want to mention going forward uh, that have a chance to kind of make their way to this to this big board. But uh, one of them is Carter Schubert, who has a win over Rocco Camilci. He beat him in the state finals this year. Um, you know, I, I talked to Willie about him. He said, you know, his, his more recent results weren't quite there. But, you know, I, he was wrestling up a weight class. He got banged up. I obviously didn't make excuses for him. You know, he doesn't need anybody to make excuses for him. But uh, he's going to be right there. He's going to be one of those guys. He, you know, he loves wrestling. He's going to be a good recruit for anybody who wants to pick him up. Um, another guy, Mike Aldemer. He is a state finalist. He's a Fargo All-American. He, we talked about him last week. He took, uh, he won Northeast Regional Greco and New York State Greco and only gave up one point. So uh, he's, he's going to be somebody that coaches should be looking at. And then the last guy, you know, I know everybody in New York, so know he is. He's a, he's two-time state finalist. Xavier De Jesus Remchuk out of Kansas City Greenwood. He lost to Gianni Silvestri in the state finals in 2020, and he beat Gianni in the state semifinals this past year in 2021 and gave Tyler Ferreira all he could handle in the state finals. It was one of the best matches of the weekend. Yep. And uh, he's going to be a career 125-pounder for whoever. And everybody in college wrestling knows that's super rare to find. So any college coach is looking for a career 125, Xavier De Jesus Ramchuk, if you need his number, I got you. <laughs> Yeah, that about covers it for the class 2022. Obviously, we've got, you know, a, roughly like 10 or 11 studs that uh, are definitely, uh, you know, especially with a lot of these seniors that are leaving the, the uh, whether it's Flo's rankings or Matt Scouts, Willie Sailor's rankings, um, whoever it is, uh, these guys are starting to move in and, and get some national recognition. So it's exciting to see. Let's, uh, let's move down to Virginia Beach. Uh, we've got like, I think we've got five, a really good high school teams competing this weekend down in Virginia Beach. So wrestling is slated to start at on Saturday. It's going to be Saturday, Sunday, and then I believe the championship bracket is going to be on Monday. Yep, that's typically how it works. You get you get three matches on Saturday, three matches on Sunday, and based on how well you do, you can make it to Monday's championship match bracket. Yeah, so uh, we'll start with um, the first New York team, just I guess alphabetical order we'll stick with. Uh, the first one is Empire. Um, so Empire is a team out of Section 1, right? John Deagle's team. I think it was Iowa style, right? And, uh, and that's yep, actually, it used to be Iowa style, yeah. Yeah, so Iowa style. Uh, they, they got a handful of New York guys on their team. They've got a handful of uh, um, New, England. Yeah, New England kind of guys like Connecticut, right? Danbury, the Jack brothers are, are uh, wrestled that Empire. Um, so Empire Wrestling is – in pool 38. So if anybody's following on flow wrestling, it's going to be pool 38 and they wrestle tomorrow or Saturday, excuse me. They wrestle Emos Hornets. They wrestle Ohio lightning, and then they wrestle Northern Lebanon. And those all three matches are going to be on uh, Matt 40. So I think there's like 50 mats going to be at this uh, Virginia beach convention center. So if you want to follow employer wrestling, um, the best way to do it is going to be Matt 40 all day long. Do you know what time slot they are? Yeah, 12.30. I wrote it down on um, – yeah, so it's going to be 12.30, 2 p.m., and 3.30. Okay, yeah. so they'll, they'll all be back-to-back. -back. Yeah, all the back-to-back. -back. Um, I think there might be, like, one that is a little bit later. I'm not positive. It looked like there was one that had, like, four mats on one mat um, or four matches on one mat, so. Okay. Um, some kind of notable notable New York guys on that team. Giorgio Rujov, he's on the team. Drew Marchese, he's on the team. He's really tough. Um. Yeah, I mean, those are the two guys that I'm recognizing right off, right off the bat. Yeah, 
Well, something to note, uh, Empire Wrestling Academy does have an elementary team and a middle school team competing in their uh, respective um, brackets. Um, I, I don't know how many elementary and middle school teams there are, but there's like over 200 high school teams. It's out, it's in, I would say, it's like, it's nuts. I know Tyler Ferrer was talking last weekend, like, we're obviously, they're obviously not COVID restricted down there, right? Because last year, or there was more teams this year than there was, well, not last year, but the year, year before when they actually had it, so. Yeah, they usually expand every year, and I think they're actually in their new building. Um, I didn't go down to the individuals, but I know the last time we were down there, they had mentioned the next tournament would be in their new expanded building, so I'm guessing that's what it is, too. They were able to ac accommodate more people, so they're going to be wrestling in an event in a venue I haven't been to before, which kind of sucks, because when they, they've been building it for like four or five years now, it feels, so um, yeah, yeah, hopefully. I haven't been down there in a few years, so I don't know uh, exactly what they're wrestling in either. But uh, let's move down to the Grain House. So this is a team that I'm more f familiar with, right? Um, I've talked about Kenny Kortz. He's, he's been on here before. Um, Kenny Kortz Grain House Wrestling Club, Watertown, New York. Solid club. It's the northern part of Section 3. Uh, it's got guys from, you know, the, the northern part of Section 3, even some of the, the central New York guys, and then uh, a few guys from up north Section 10. So we'll start at 106. We've got Jazz Spaulding. Uh, he's out of Section 5. Then we've got Xavier De Jesus Remchuk at 113. Uh, again, Zach just mentioned him. Uh, he's a 2020 New York State finalist, and then he took uh, he took second this year as well down in the Journeyman States. Moving up to 120, we got Tyler Ferrara. He's he's on Bill, uh, Willie's big board probably for the class of 2023, right? Yeah, help. You gotta assume he'll be on there. We just we obviously don't know where yet, but right. Um, yeah, ranked number 11 in the country at 120. Yeah, he's a 2021 New York State champ. Um, he's been on the podcast as well. It was a great listen if anybody hasn't listened to that. Um, moving up a little bit, I mean, we've got Caleb Sweet at 126. We've got Joey Florence at 120, I think. Um, moving up to 132, Alex Booth. He's a Section 3 champ out of Indian River. He had a decent running at the Freestyle States. I think he lost in the blood round. Same with Northeast Regionals. Um, I, I'm excited to watch him compete. Um, he's, he's yeah, he got a win over a two-time New Jersey State place finisher at Northeast Regionals. I mean, he's he's tough, man. He's yeah. really tough. And, and freestyle is not his best style either. So true. Um, moving up to 138, we got Avery Leonard. He was a 2020 New York State finalist for Section Three Cooperstown. Um, he was a number one seed going into states this year. Yep, and uh, we had him on our podcast as well. So this is this team's full of more wrestling guests, I guess. We might be a little biased towards these guys, too. We definitely might be. Uh, <laughs> up 145, we got Nate Wade. Um, Wade is out of Section 3, West Genesee. He's a senior. He's a 2020-2021 New York State place finisher, and he's a NHSEA All-American this year. He's somebody I've talked about a ton, too. I mean, I, I, I've had high praises for him. Um, maybe a little too high of praises, but, you know, I still think he's a great wrestler. I think he's going to do some good things at whatever level he decides to wrestle at next. Yeah, I, I saw him this past weekend. Obviously, like I said, he's a senior. I don't know where he's going to end up, and uh, I'm excited to see you know, what he chooses. So, Moving up to 152, Gabe Lynch or Sam May. They, they got two guys entered. Sam May is a Section 3 champ. He did place at the Journeyman States this year, and he's going to the Citadel uh, to wrestle for the former Section 3 wrestler, Ryan LeBlanc. So Sam May has definitely jumped some uh, levels since we've last seen him on a um, – you know, I guess 2020, um, it's been over a year now. Yeah. Moving up to 160, we got Carter Bear again, 2020, 2021 New York state champ, ranked 16th in the country at 160 by Willie Sailor's Matt Scouts. Uh, he's a stud. Can't wait to watch him wrestle this weekend. Hopefully he picks up some big wins. Uh, moving up to 170, we got Aiden Poe. Uh, we kind of talked highly about him at the journeyman States. I think he took third or fourth. Um, again, he's another one that's jumped the levels. Moving up to 182, Cole Mulhauser. Again, uh, ranked ninth in the country at 182 by Matt Scouts. He's an NHSEA finalist, 2021 New York State champ and MOW out of Central Square. Moving up to 195. So people might not know this guy's name, and I saw him this past weekend. Um, Sawyer Durensky. Um, I just butchered his name. Anyways, he... Uh, yeah, so he wrestled for... Uh, Fayetteville Manalist, Section 3. 
Uh, I think he was like a newer wrestler and he fell in love with the sport. He's been putting in the time. He's been going to the greenhouse, doing all this stuff. He's actually going to be wrestling at Roanoke um, down in Virginia, right? They just started a program. So that's exciting to see a New York guy, you know, furthering his wrestling career. <clears throat> Up to 220, we've got Sam Sorensen. He is the only guy to win two state titles in one year, one being New York state title, second one being a Wyoming state title. And he was also an NHSCA finalist. Uh, he's only a sophomore. So again, we are talking about the class 2023 uh, big board. I would imagine he comes on Willie's big board. He'll um, be the, he's got to be there somewhere, right? Yeah, he's, he's definitely uh, somebody to look out for, especially being a sophomore and having the success that he's had. And then 285, we got Charlie Tibbetts, section three kid out of New Hartford. I believe he wrestled on the all-star team that New York had against uh, Pennsylvania and Minnesota uh, recently at Wrangell Mania. Uh, he's a tough kid as well. Yeah, so, I mean, I haven't looked through the other teams yet. I'm assuming Superior's probably got a pretty good squad, but I'm not sure there's a squad better than that coming out in New York at the moment. Um, but let's move through Journeyman. Um, they've got a – I mean, obviously Journeyman, everybody knows what Journeyman is. They have a really good club out of Section 2. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to go through their whole lineup, but they got Nico Rivera at 120. Michael Santori is a state qualifier at 126. Tyler Rossini at 132. He's a New York State Plays finisher. Renzo Montaldo, he just won uh, Freestyle States at 145. Uh, Owen Hicks, we talked about a little bit last week. Um, Peter Meshkoff at 182. Colton Dorfman at 195. We talked about him a ton. And Ryan Stein at 285. I mean, so that that's a squad. That's, pre that's a pretty good team there. I think any other year, it might be one of the best teams coming out of New York. But um, the, the other thing, you know, I got to say about Journeyman is most of these most of these guys are Journeyman guys. Yeah. Right, maybe not all of them, but not actually maybe all of them. Looking at this, they might all be journeyman guys. Yeah, maybe I, not Ryan Stein. Ryan Stein might be the only guy I'm not sure about. I mean, there's a section two guy. I mean, I don't know if he trains uh -huh. at journeyman, yeah. but I do know that he is a uh, he's in that region. So yeah, so I, that's probably the only flex they got going on. Is they're probably the only team that's like full of their own guys. True. Um, so big crew journeyman real quick. Uh, so journeyman, they're pool 24. They've got Felix Wrestling Academy. They've got Law Purple, and they've got Team Diamond Fish Blue. And they are going to be on mats 9. The first mat's going to be 9, 10, then 10. So um, check in for journeyman. I know, obviously, if you're a, an Albany area guy and you want to watch some, some uh, Albany wrestlers, these are this is the team to do so. Yeah, back up a little bit, too. Uh, we didn't mention Greenhouse, yeah. their pool stuff, but they're, they're pool 18. They're going to be wrestling Fight Barn Wrestling Club, Young Guns Blue, and Spartan Wrestling Club. No, that is not the best Young Guns team, so do not think that they're going to go out there and wrestle Young Guns right away. That would kind of suck. you got to think with these guys' credentials, they're probably seated somewhere. But they'll be on mat 38 in the, at, the, at 1230 and going straight through three matches. Yeah, moving down, we got Pit Crew. They're a Syracuse area-based team. Um, you know, they – they're free club, right? A lot of people are uh, trained there and, uh, you know, they, they always open the doors for whoever that wants to, uh, you know, just, just scrap really. Uh, they're in pool 41 uh, with sure thing out of New Jersey. They got Matt assassin in their pool and rampage. They'll be on mats 50 and then 49 and then back on 50. A few of the good guys. They've got Carl Santarillo. He's a Marcellus kid. I believe he was a section three champ, if not an at large. And we got Dominic Hoffman out of Fulton. Another section three champ. Um, moving up, they got. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna talk about him. I got Matt Haycock. Yeah. He's, he's my kid, right? I can. So uh, definitely got to talk about him. He's. I mean, he he's good, man. I, he he deserves to be mentioned. Yeah, he, he beat Paulso, right? This. Uh, yep. this year. He, had a, he had a few nice wins. He lost in the blood round at the Journeyman States. Um, but yeah, he's. I'm excited to watch him actually go down there and scrap with uh, good competitors, and again, just being on the road traveling and and getting these matches in. Moving up, we got Walter Crowfoot Jr. He's another Fulton kid. Ray Fulton's a powerhouse program out of Section 3. Walter Crowfoot is a kid that just continues to train and wrestle everywhere, right? He's been at Battle in the Berg. He's been at this tournament, that tournament. He was at the regionals. He wrestled Freestyle Greco. He wrestled – he just seemed like he was in, like, any bracket that he could get in. Um, and I don't even know how much he trains, actually, Greco. But <laughs> then we got Luca Pirazzolo. He's a kid from Auburn, Section 3 champ. Um, he's tough as well. And then Mason Watkins. I want to say Mason Watkins placed 
sixth, seventh, eighth. One of those, maybe he was lost in the blood round at the uh, States. He's a former uh, CNY kid, right? I think he wrestled for Gene Mills at Phoenix. Now he's wrestling for Pauling down in section one. Um, and then we got Cameron Gronke up top at 285. He qualified for the cadets, I think, in Greco um, for Fargo. Uh, he's a section two kid, I think, out of Mohanesen. Um, he's a tough kid as well. Yeah, moving down, this is probably this is the last of the New York teams, uh, of like the true New York teams. Uh, Superior, they obviously they always put together a hammer squad. Um, Darren Florence, New York State champion. Anthony Clem, I believe he's a New York State place finisher. Jace Schaefer, two-time New York State champion. Jay Sean Holmes, New York State place finisher. Mason Bush, multiple-time New York State place finisher. Nick Noto, he just had a crazy run on the backside of states and took and took third. Uh, Benny Rogers, he's really good. Uh, Gage Burgess, or, sorry, Merrick Bush is gonna be their starter at 152. We, I mean, he's a New York State champion in, back in 2018. Cooper Crubman, New York State champion in 2020. Also, Caleb Burgess, they're both gonna be at 160. I'm not sure how they're gonna play that one out. Yeah. Uh, 170. Ethan Farrow, former state finalist. Um, yeah, I'm, that, that's a squad, man. That's good. Um, I, I would like to see I, I would like to see Greenhouse and Superior wrestle with with these teams, man. I think yeah. that'd be a lot of fun. I see a little Jace Schaefer Tyler Ferreira match. Um, what else are we looking at here? We got we got Bear and, and Cropman or Baron yep, Burgess. Bear Cropman or Baron Burgess. That's always that fun would be a lot man. of fun. Yep. Um, Aiden Poe and Ethan Farrow. They, did they wrestle at states? No, I don't think so. No, they definitely did not. Yeah, Pharaoh, I don't even know. Yeah, they didn't wrestle. I think I hope beats him, but um, yeah, that that would be a great match as well. Yeah, I I mean I think so too. That would be my that would be my pick too. And then um, Anthony Clem and, and Xavier DeJesus Ramchuk would also be a really good match. So that'd be fun. That would be a fun see. Hopefully, hopefully we get lucky and they meet, but probably not because they usually. They, they, Virginia Beach does a really nice job of separating the the same state teams. Except for unless you're like PA and you have 40 of them going down there anyways. Yeah, they've got a, a squad going down. Yeah. Uh, so then we've got uh, – actually, let's talk about who uh, Superior is going to be wrestling. So they're going to be Pool 28, and they're in with Top of Utah Wrestling Club. They're in with Lost Boys and the Honey Badgers with the Z. So they sound uh, <laughs> sound mean. Uh, anyways, they're going to be on mats 19, 19, <laughs> and 18. So, uh, he said they sound mean. <laughs> you know, anything, if you add a Z to uh, Honey Badgers, it's just, you know, obviously that's, you don't mess with Honey Badgers anyways, but if they got a Z on it, watch out, dude. That's a good point. Yep. And then the, the non-slash-real New York team we've got um, is Team Kong United, right? They've won a handful of the last they NHL. won the last two of them, right? I think they just do it just so they it's it's branding, right? You, you know, get these studs on their team, win it, and everybody talks about Team Kong. They've got two New York guys on their team, one being Steve O'Poolin out of Section 2. He's wrestling at 120, and we've got Jordan Titus wrestling at 132. Um, but that's it for Team New York guys. But, yeah, they've got a, a squad of hammers on their team. Um, they're obviously always in the running for winning this tournament. I don't know about this year, but. Yeah, Team Shut is pretty stacked. Team Shut, you got Minions. Uh, they're they're loaded as well. Um yeah, there's there's a lot of I can't wait for Monday uh, for wrestling. It's gonna be fun. All right, so last thing, kind of go through. There's a bunch of other New York State, New York kids on the other teams. Can kind of mention more more of the stud guys. Uh, Zach Ryder's competing for Iron Horse. Um, Prestige Worldwide has a good handful of kids competing for them. Uh, Logan Alfalfa, Joey Florence, Killian, Killian Foy, Alex Semenenko. Uh, yeah, they're gonna be tough. Cameron Catchbone's also competing. He's an NHSA national champion. He's competing for Raging Raisins. Um, and then we got Team Thunder, who has Carter Schubert, who we talked about recently, Timmy Bova, and Mike Altimer, who you know, we just talked about Altimer and being on the uh, who we think should be on a big board. Oh, I also forgot to mention somebody who corrected me. I didn't realize Timmy Bova was a junior this year. Um, I thought he was a senior this year, but he will be. He's somebody else I think should be on that. Should be looking at the big board. He had a crazy run at uh, Northeast Regionals. But yeah, those three guys in Team Thunder, and then last but not least, Jake Knoll, uh, competing for the the Hammer Team Team Shot. Obviously, Team Shot usually signs about 
15 teams, but yeah, they got like Team Shut North, which he's on Team Shut North. They've got like Team Shut North, East, South, I think West. I think they got all four directions. So wherever you look, you're going to find Team Shut, I guess. Yeah. So that, that kind of wraps it up for NHSCAs. Uh, I think Greenhouse is going to have a good run. I think Greenhouse looks good, is going to be tough. Yeah. Um, and Superior, I mean, they, they have a pretty good squad too. Hopefully, hopefully those two can meet up and get some uh, New York State on New York State action here. Yeah, a little New York State on New York State hate crime. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in to episode 36. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, which, you know, you might not be listening to this till after tomorrow, but uh, I'm excited for tomorrow's episode as well. Yeah, so we're bringing on a little teaser here. We're bringing on Skylar Grote. She was a um, senior nationals runner-up. She's a U23 national mm-hmm. champion last year. So, um, yeah. They're gonna be. It's gonna be a good episode. We're gonna be talking about some, uh, you know, controversial topic in youth weight cutting, um, and then we might get into a little bit of uh, girls wrestling as well. So make sure you're tuning into that one too. Yeah, uh, that's all I got. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>